Why is it every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know, don't you know you just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. I've never heard I've never actually heard I've never actually heard that Boys Men song. Really? How? I don't think I have. <laughs> you just dodged I, the radio back in middle school. <laughs> I mean, I, or, or if I did, I mean I didn't realize what song is. I don't remember it. Like because when Beyonce sampled it for a countdown, I didn't know where it came from. I just like storm and late at night. I wasn't quite storming in middle school, y'all fast asses. Okay, don't, don't talk about me because I used to record it with my with my tape. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Mind your business. Well, hello everybody, and welcome <laughs> to the Say Something Nice podcast, <laughs> where apparently, um, Boyz II Men's "Uh Ah" is um. A, First um, of all, what is the name of that song? That's I, the name of the song. It's like, ooh, no, it's ah. Not. That's the name. No. Hold on. I'm going to get the rap pronunciation of it. It's on Boys to Men, too. Are you really going to get the pronunciation of uh, ah? Uh? Really? I yeah. know good doggone well. It's not really called uh, ah. Uh. The it name of the song true. is called... Wait, shit. It's, um... Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought niggas was doing that because, you know, we're like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, on, it's on Coolie High Harmony. It's not on two. It's on Coolie High Harmony. Yeah. Wow, that came out in 1991. Mm-hmm. I was. Oh, I was. Nine. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was nine. <laughs> I'm glad you did the math because I was struggling. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, so 80. I had a, I had a lot going on that year. <laughs> I actually really did. That's why I didn't know that song. Shit. Right. I mean, I was like grooving to color me bad, and I know good and damn well. Mm-hmm. Your your mom was nice. Aisha, no, that's, no, no, that's not color me bad. Oh, color me bad. Oh, that was not that was ninety one too. Yep, that was right around the time I was sick. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. That was um, my Sharia Moore and uh, I wanna set you up. Oh my, yep, yep. Oh, nah. I still listen to that song sometimes. Oh my, listen, it is my yeah. jam. For but life. why did I hear? There was another, like, their third single randomly came on at Whole Foods the other day. And I'm like, is this a, is this Let like- me tell you how the grocery store mixtapes be banging, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Kroger one time and Jodeci came on. When I tell you, I was dancing and singing. <laughs> I no. was body rolling all down the aisle. I was like, okay, Jodeci. Y'all what? lucky. No. I usually hear Joan Osborne's um, covers of Motown records in my... What grocery oh, store? Wow. Brady's wow. shopping at Piggly Wiggly because don't nobody... <laughs> 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 I'm 
You know, you know, Brandon loves to go some places where it reminds him he's in a red state. Meanwhile, the general you know, store. I'll be at the general right? store. Or Bilo. Did y'all have Bilo? Yeah, we had Bilo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom but would then, always call um, it buy high because the price is. Brandon, oh, be at Food Depot. <laughs> no, do not go to Food Depot. I remember my mom went to Food Depot one time, and I like, I, you know how to let you pick something up. When I she tell you like, I used to pray over that meat, like, I don't know if this is real. Mm-hmm. Like, I just. My mom told me put down I'm the little scared. thing I had, had to bring, I had to like pick up at the grocery store. She's like, she just walked out the store. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we're not doing this. I'm not. I'm not putting oh the baby in the nature. Listen, public service announcement. <laughs> Food Depot is not the sponsor of this program. Therefore, we can talk shit. Don't shop at fucking Food no, Depot. No, I don't. Actually, I don't want to talk shit about Food Depot because probably shit. Let me find me on a broke report uh, year in my life. Listen. I'll be, I'll be no, just, just let, let me get the temptations coming down the aisle. I'll be fighting with somebody's <laughs> granny, granny like, shit, I'm David Ruffin on this song, bitch. <laughs> My mama used to go and get like uh, oxtails, boy. I was like, I am not getting beat up by somebody's auntie trying to wrestle oxtails from Food Depot. Oxtails from Food Depot? Why you do that? (laughs) Oh, I'm so mad. Ali like laid on thick with his accent. (laughs) He did. It's an island violation. Why you do that? Why you do that? Lord, let me let me get this show um started though. Um, I, my name is Brandon, and um, I am here with Latria. Hey, Ken. Howdy, and Captain Oxtail. <laughs> Hello. Why you do that? <laughs> Why you do that to the Oxtail? Oxtail, Brandon. Brandon, get Latria. Latria will get you. I'm going to call Latria. That's what I heard. So. We have actually recorded, ladies and gentlemen, in probably about a good strong three weeks or so. <laughs> um, so this is for our first why we're sort of kind of, you know, like having talk as we the first time we talked to each other in a good long bit because one weekend was Labor Day and the weekend after that was um, we, me and Ali and our friend Dustin. Dustin was on the show and we reviewed The uh, Last Jedi a long time ago. Uh, well, two years ago. And we went to Pasadena, California for the first annual Lightbox Expo, which is a convention dedicated to animation, concept art, and motion pictures, comic books, and video games. Mm-hmm. And so we were there for three days. We had a really good time and learned a whole lot. The funny thing is, I don't think they thought it would be as popular as it was because the convention, passing the convention hall, every single last session just about was filled to the brim. They kind of put up notes on every door, like, full, this room is full, this room is full. Sorry, you wanted to hear um, Aaron Blaze talk about how he painted stuff after he um, left Disney? Sorry, room is full. <laughs> the only ones that weren't full were the ones they had in the big auditorium. Where, was like, this the first year? Mm hmm. It was the first okay. year. So they had like animation artists, like famous ones, like Tony Bancroft and um, and, uh, Chris Sanders and people like that were there. Um, They had uh, Kyle T. Webster, the man who designs all the brush brush tools in Photoshop. He was there giving a tutorial. He knows my name. He knows what I look like now. Um, That's awesome. 
Uh, I met a guy. He's a fashion designer who who makes like 3D models in a computer just for fun. Like these ornate, feature quality 3D models. He just does it for mm-hmm. fun. And he's really good at it. And he was showing us how he was doing it. I was just like, I was amazed. And we got to see Tammy. I haven't seen Tammy in person in about a good strong six years. Oh, cool. And she showed us, uh, she took us to Burbank. Uh, that's because uh, she lives over there, near there. And so she came out of Pasadena and came. We had lunch. She took a, her and her um, boyfriend, Jeremy, shout out to him. And she took us to Burbank. We saw the Walt Disney Studio, the animation studio across the street with the, um, the uh, Fantasia hat on it. Did you try to run through the gates? We didn't try to run through the gates. I'm sure we would have been shot on site like um like the movie Life when uh Massey yeah. Sparks tried to run the <laughs> run the line. <laughs> yeah. You'd have just seen you'd have just seen like a laser, a laser um crosshairs on us. I yeah. Mean, it it, it, no, that, that was kapow, like <laughs> the silence. Like, <laughs> Y'all would have been all over TMZ. Yes, we would have. Yep. But the funny- no, it wouldn't because you know why? Because that street was blank. Mm-hmm. There was no there were no cars. It was Sunday. Nothing. Because it was look, Sunday. The weird thing is that all you know in Hollywood, the tourist traps are down like Hollywood Vine and Highland down there by the Chinese theater and everything, where they right. have like the people, the the um the fingerprints and the cement and all the people out there dancing in you know, costumes weird and stuff. The costumes that came up yeah. to you, I had Edward Scissor hands. <laughs> and I was like, what you won't do is put these knives on my neck. <laughs> and the weird thing is that I guess that's just the, the hangout because you know that's not where they make fucking movies at. Like the only uh, studio over there is the Jim Henson studio, which is like down the street and around the corner. And we took photos over there too. You know, Kermit um, didn't let us in, but we took photos outside the gate. Um, but Burbank is where Disney Studio is, and down the fucking street is Warner Brothers. Oh. And then down the street further is Glendale, where Disney has an ancillary like lot, which is where the Disney animated movies that we grew up on in the '90s were made because they weren't allowed on the lot back then. It was a, it's a long story. Ariel was made there. Mm-hmm. Ariel, the Little Mermaid, the Little uh, uh, all, Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and Pocahontas. They moved to the the um, the Hat Building in 1996. Gotcha. Uh, and but across the street from that incendiary lot is DreamWorks animation. So when these niggas was spying back in the day, they just was pretty hmm. people, I guess, just casually walk by and just sort of pick the head in, like, oh, let me just slide by the gate right quick and just, do, 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 and just sit on the story beat. Right. Oh, you're doing a good movie about a fish, are you? Uh, Mr. <laughs> Kassenberg, they're doing a movie about a fish. Let's do a movie about a fish too. Who should we call to voice the fish who will be really famous? Will Smith, it's greenlit. Go make it. Yeah, and was is DreamWorks uh, Steven Spielberg or was Steven Spielberg? Yes, it was. It was Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Geffen. It was DreamWorks SKG. Okay, so and Spielberg's not with them anymore, correct? It's or... complicated. He took the live action studio and turned it into a like his little shingle instead of Amblin Entertainment. But now he took DreamWorks, DreamWorks Live Action and Amblin Entertainment. They're all one company now called Amblin Partners. And they just dole out whichever oh. label they feel like in whichever movie. For example, Steven Spielberg is the executive producer. I don't know if he's credited of Green Book because Green Book is a DreamWorks Right, movie. I remember hearing that. Yeah, that's right. why he was sitting there like, it's the best movie I've seen about two friends coming together. I was like, nigga, you made it. It's- <laughs> exactly. So, am I making this up? Did Pixar and DreamWorks merge at some point? No. Or was Pixar ever with any other studio? They, I mean, they merged with Disney, that's it. And they worked with Disney a oh, lot of times. Oh, Disney. Yeah, 
before yeah. they ever um, start making their own movies. But they're also there is the San Francisco um, Bay Area. They aren't in um, the LA area. Okay, and so they're okay. Yep, they're up in Emeryville, California, which is like right outside of Oakland and Richmond, like where Carolyn lives. The Bay. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. Um, Ali got um, got a whole lot of like similar stuff. Dustin did too. Dustin did a bunch of drawing. He bought a bunch of books. He had an empty book bag just for buying books. Oh, Ali, you're into animation. I am. I, I am. Yep. He's also a comic book artist. He do, he don't be telling y'all this shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ali, you you can't be drawing for me now. I Ali, he's why you is can he like create this? a say something nice comic. Is that what I heard? <laughs> I see something nice comic. That'll be make, interesting. Make me look like Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's but I think his big project right now, he's working on a um graphic novel that him and a friend are writing. Is that right, Ali? Oh my gosh. This is correct. So creative. <laughs> Ali, you you haven't told me this and you know how much I love comic. I I'm hurt. Mm. You ruined me. He's very you know, shy that, about it, is really what it is. I th- I feel like I feel like he's over there turning beet red. I apologize. Probably. I, I, I feel like he's <laughs> no, what, what kind of fruits do they have in the Caribbean under red? You know, like, the, the, so red. The, the, the docket is very long today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move forward. Before we do, I did want to say one thing about Lightbox that sort of ties into the news, but I'll do it here because it was at Lightbox. They had a special seminar where the producer and the production designer of the upcoming Warner Brothers animation motion picture, Scoob, showed off the designs and sort of the design process they used for translating the Scooby-Doo characters from 1969 to, like, flat... 2D animation characters. They're doing a 3D CGI movie, which they want to start a, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, who, like, what's in it? So it'd be, so in this particular movie, what they've already announced is that there's going to be the Scooby-Doo characters, Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby, plus mm-hmm. Dick Dastardly and Muttley from Wacky Races, um, Captain mm-hmm. Caveman and the Teen Angels, Blue Falcon and Dynamut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamut. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I think I yeah. Other. Um, I'm assuming maybe Johnny Quest and them could show up. Uh, I know that, of course, Hannah My Bear, of course, also includes the Flintstones and the Jetsons. I'm not sure if they'll show up because that's sort of kind of. Ooh. I don't know how those designs will look next to each other. Um, <laughs> I kind of don't want them to mess up the Jetsons. I like how they look. Right. Speaking of mess up, though, like, the designs actually leaked. I guess they did another presentation at another um, convention last weekend, and somebody took photos and posted them on the internet. They told us, no photography, no recording. And apparently, whoever did these, because, like, it was a um, different-looking presentation, they, the other convention, they didn't follow the rules. And so now the internet's sitting there, like, grousing about how everybody looks. Uh, Also, the ones you shared are are leaked? (laughs) Yeah, they are leaked. (laughs) Uh, and like Ali was saying, say, a lot of people were saying they don't like how Fred looks. They kind of redesigned I Fred. Like him. He looks like Zac Efron, and I'm not mad at it. He's got a really square ass head. It's weird. I've never seen Did Fred you look, look, look like at Zac Efron. He looks. They made him look just like Zac Efron. I mean, with blonde hair. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do see the resemblance in the face. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's weird to see all the other characters. Like if, if you did that for Zac Efron um, being the voice actor, I wonder if they wanted to do that for the other characters, but they decided not to. Well, what, I mean, what made them choose? I just kind of feel like Fred isn't memorable, so they can mess him up. They sort of said that. They sort of said that he sort of kind of was bland, basically. Right. Like, you can't just be redoing Scooby and Shaggy. And the thing was, they tried to redo Scooby and Shaggy. Like, the part of the seminar was them showing, like, intermittent designs. And it was like, we dodged a bullet. Um, they wanted to do a right. Scooby-Doo that had realistic anatomy and, sh- and stuff and, you know, uh, all that. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> No, not that. I'm talking about like the muscles oh. and the way that the like the paws moved and stuff like that. And they were like, oh. "That's that's too much." Just he's a cartoon dog, <laughs> right? Uh, same with Shaggy. Oh, they had a, they had a hard time getting the animators to give him hair simulations that was literally Shaggy. They just kept. They were so used to making making characters who had nice looking hair. It's like. Look at they, and so at one point the director put somebody black to do the hair. At one point the director put the model sheet from 1976 on the on the renders. It's like that is what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> you see how the hair is shaggy. His name is Shaggy. Let's do that, please. They also mentioned that I don't know if you saw the Velma one. They wanted to make Velma look more conventionally attractive. I guess. Wow. For what? Wow. That's basically they're trying to say she ugly. I'm rude. I didn't say it. That's not. I didn't say it. <laughs> I, don't, I also don't believe, it, but they kind of, I guess, thought that she didn't look terribly attractive enough, and so they wanted her. I think that was kind of the point. It was kind of the yeah. Point. That is the <laughs> point. They wanted to make Daphne look look like the person that women would aspire to be like, and they want to they want to show Velma. Velma was. Uh, I'd, I'd rather be Velma. Daphne is a dicks. Yeah, she is. And also getting all these, getting in trouble. Because, you know, Velma, of course, has her origins in um, Zelda Gior from Dobie Gillis, who the gag, because she's not an ugly girl, but the gag was that they always treated her like she was ugly on the show. Right. Shaggy was up in that, so obviously. <laughs> he's something good. Well, he had to choose between Velma and. Uh, he had, cho- he had to choose between Velma and the dog, and he chose the dog. So. Well, I mean, you know, at one point. <laughs> oh, is, clearly, I'm is, looking at wow. these, these pictures of Zelda, and Zelda looks like an incel. Zelda Gearway's um, Sheila Q? Yeah. I mean, she's not, a, she's not an incel. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm just messing with y'all. She's all right. She, she, I finally found out what incel means like this weekend. I had no clue. In, involuntary celibate is when the white boys who came yeah. to the girlfriend caught themselves. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sheila Q definitely was nobody's incel. The problem, of course, was back in the 60s is that she was dating for the other team. And that was not a thing that people who worked in television supported her in, basically. They wanted to give her a spinoff oh. because she was a very popular character on Doobie Killers, but they were like, uh, um, we can't do this show. She's a little bit too butch. Who y'all talking about? Uh, Zelda Gilroy, aka, um, played by Sheila Q. She's the character from Doobie Killers that Velma is designed, not designed after, but based on. It's our personality of like the smart girl who was, who was like, quote unquote, plainer looking. Okay, I got you. Oh, she's cute. Yeah. Like, there's some episodes of Doobie where she's wearing a very familiar-looking um, big, um, frumpy sweater. 
Nick and Night. Nick is Dobby Gillis, uh, though. I have never heard that in my life. You never seen you? Don't, you didn't watch Nick at Night? It's a show about a, about a teenage boy. I did, but I didn't watch them black and white. Like I was about to say, like how many people <laughs> actually stuck I'll around go. to watch the black okay. and white shows on Nick now, at Night? I did watch Andy Griffith. <laughs> Uh, and I did watch like maybe a couple episodes of Leave It to Beaver. Okay. That was, yeah. that was Dobie Gillis kind of fell in between that. He's like 59 to 63. It's about, you know, uh, Dobie Gillis played by uh, Dwayne Hickman. He's just a, a boy who's girl crazy. Him and his beatnik friend, Maynard G. Krebs, played by uh, Bob Denver, Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah, um, Gilligan. Okay, yeah, I recognize. Yeah. I watched that. Maynard had, Maynard had um, shaggy hair, a goatee. And a T-shirt, so you see what character he became when Scooby Doo came along. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I actually did. Well, I did enjoy Dobie Gillis just because I guess Dobie Gillis spoke to my um, nerdy kind of outsider side. Yeah, it. but uh, yeah, that show was kind of um, it, it, like I only remember it coming on like at weird hours at like three thirty a.m. and shit. Yeah, yeah I re- I just remember I, you. I remember Brandon, you you showing me Dobie Gillis sometimes, and I was just like, this show looks so plain. There's nothing about it that's like well, jumping out at me. Very well, white. It was shot by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just like it, like very white. <laughs> it was made at the time when Fox Studios had it was making, and then after they had made Cleopatra starring Elizabeth Taylor, they had no money. They were going bankrupt, and so it's looks a little plain. They used to shoot it in like. Uh, what they used to call the ancillary uh, Fox Western studio, which was, um, to be frank, in the hood of Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> so. like, yeah, like, I'm, I remember this. And then, yeah, the, the everything, they didn't even have, like, you know, every show on all days has, like, the conventionally good-looking person. Like, everybody in the show was just plain. They had, well, they used to have um, uh, Warren Beatty on the show. Uh, he was playing Milton Armitage, the good-looking, uh, jock, smart, pretty boy. No, he wasn't. Why is everybody named Armitage supposed to be handsome? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. You gotta be handsome to carry that name. Yeah. For real. Armitage. Right. That was what it was supposed to be. He quit when he, you know, they hired him to be in real movies, you know, so. And his yeah, so real movies. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Tuesday Well. She was uh she played Thalia Manager, who is who inspired Daphne. But she left that after season one because they put her in real movies too. So the characters from Scooby Doo are basically animated versions of Dobie Gillis. Yeah, with a little bit of Archie sprinkling it. Cause they started like on, on did the same people do it or something? Oh no, no, no. Hannah Barbera oh. was notorious for like we need a new show. Let's turn on TV and see. Oh. <laughs> because the Flintstones is the Honeymooners set in the Stone Age. Oh, my God. The Jetsons is Blondie oh. set in the future. Blondie? What the heck is a Blondie? Blondie, the comic strip. Blondie, Dagwood, sandwiches, kids. Wait a minute. I, I got to Google it to see I it. But so, I, know. I, think, I think you're really from the past, Brandon. You just... <laughs> You just, you just like yes, we still yeah, have Blondie in I our papers it. on in, in the nineteen oh, nineties. Yeah, I remember Blondie. Okay, yeah. I couldn't. It wasn't coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. They even hired Penny Singleton, who played Blondie in the nineteen thirties and forties, to voice Jane Jetson. Huh. Never knew that. Uh, Top Cat was Sergeant Bilko, which was a show that was on in the early sixties. Johnny Quest is Jack Armstrong, who was also a boy adventurer. Um, I mean, Scrappy Doo is Henry Hawk from Looney Tunes. So, 
You know, great, uh, good artists borrow, great artists steal. That's how that went. So it sounds like there's nothing original about Scooby Doo or its spinoffs. No. Right. <laughs> the originality comes from the fusion. Bamboozled. Taking those characters and putting them into this sort of kind of pseudo horror mystery adventure plot. That's where the originality comes from. Well, I can't wait for the Medea Cinematic Universe that'll probably be on BET Plus. But we'll, we'll get to that, yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to really... Yeah, I wanted to quickly go over the stuff I had seen while, during the break because there's actually a lot of stuff. Um, I uh, did go to the theater and I did see Dora and the City of Gold. The theater. The theater. Dora la Exploradora. Yep, and I was there by the- my... I was there by my goddamn self because nobody wants to see that. Movie. What time did you go? It was nine. Nine or PM. PM. Oh. On on what day? Mm, like a Tuesday or when, it was a Monday. It was not. It was a Monday. It was Labor Day. I went on Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, who's, I don't know oh. who's gonna be there at nine o'clock. I, I don't know, bro. They they went to go see um, Spider Man. They were still drinking and and eating barbecue. Yeah, I thought people were at home. Aren't people at home on Labor Day? Like you, you go, yeah. you stay home with your family. You, you get on the patio. You, you grill some, some, some patties and everything. Some folks go to the theater. Like the movie theaters expect a bump up in um, revenue during Labor Day weekend. But really, uh, yeah, they expect it. Um, Dora is a cute movie. It doesn't work all the way. The parts of it that work best are the parts before the plot kicks in, where you know, because the plot is that you know it happens after the preschool Nick Jr. show. You know, they give you a little bit of, uh, they show you a little bit of little Dora and little Diego hanging out and having fun in the um in the jungle. And then they show you that, you know, what the show with Boots the Monkey and Swiper the Foxes, mo- most of it is in their heads. They've got like a cardboard um, Jeep that turns into a real Jeep when they're in it and all that kind of stuff. But Diego's family gets like, um they want him to come back to the States. And so he has to move away. And so they grow up apart and Dora, um, her parents decide when she's 16, she needs to go back to the States herself and be around kids her own age and sort of kind of figure out, you know, how to be sociable. Uh, and so she goes to um, stay with Diego and his mom and dad. And Diego's like, this my cousin's fucking weird. I don't want to be around her. Please stay away from me. We're at school. I don't know you. And Dora is like, she has not grown up since she was six. And so she's out there, like, she's like, hi, I'm Dora. I'm going to come to school. I've got a flare. I got a flare in my book bag. I got iodine pills in case I have water poisoning and uh, a knife and dark. Yeah, she got a cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> not a cutlass. <laughs> and they say, you can have this yo-yo. A yo-yo, you know that's my most dangerous and deadly weapon? <laughs> oh, Lord. And so the first... Mm, 25 minutes of it are like easy A with Dora the Explorer. It's very fun, uh, very goofy, sort of kind of like fish out of water high school comedy stuff. I loved easy A. Yes. yes. I, I was and, I was like, this movie is good. Then the plot started when they kidnapped the kids and shipped them off to the middle of South, South America and they had to find their way through the jungle and find their parents, find their parents. That's when it sort of kind of gets touch and go. Because they can't really decide whether or not they want to be continue doing that teen movie thing or be Dora the Explorer the cartoon with Swiper the Fox running around and swiping shit or just uh, like, or, or do they want to be Jumanji. It's sort of kind of a mix up of all three and it doesn't quite gel. The only part that really gels is they get lost at one point and find this um, 
essentially a gigantic a poppy field with gigantic poppy flowers. They get high by accident and they turn into their cartoon selves. Oh. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know animation. I thought that was a really movie. good I thought that was a really good way to call back to the original cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for the most part, though, it works. It's, um, kids, of course, will enjoy it. I think people in general right. could matinee it or see it, like when it's on video or something like that. Um, How did it do finance-wise? Uh, it only made $50 million. I think it cost $50 Ooh. million to make. Let me go check oh. and see where it is right now. Was Eva Longoria a producer? Because I know she's in it. I don't know if she was a producer. Yeah, she plays the mom. Yeah. And uh, Michael Pena plays the father. Right. I like him. And they're they're not in it that much though. They're only at the very beginning and the very end, more or less. On a fifty million dollar budget, yeah, I see that. Yeah, they made okay. fifty six so far, thirty three, four, and so ninety million total, which is not okay, bad. That's not bad. It's not bad, but you I'll know, still run it. Right. And they'll probably do more better since they have a locked in place to show it off, like out of when it's out of theatrical run. It's gonna be on Nickelodeon forever. Um, right. What studio produces? Uh, Nickelodeon did it themselves. Nickelodeon and Paramount. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's got them damn stars skating in the water. <laughs> I love it. MGM used to be my favorite one. I used to be scared of that because of Poltergeist. It used to terrify me when I see that damn lion. I loved because I love lions. So I just, I love the MGM one. Oh, my. <laughs> 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 Okay, it didn't sound quite like that. Let me out. Let me out. Don't get the furries riled up when we're listening to this. Oh, God. All right, besides that, I saw Glenn or Glenda, which I've had a copy of for a long time. finally got to watch it. It is an Ed Wood movie about what at the time was called transvestitism. (laughs) Come again? Mm -hmm. Brandon, what? I need to come to your house, like, yeah. and look at your collection because I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> it's a from 1953. It's a kind of notorious of movie it is. about um, about a couple of cases of men who enjoy wearing women's clothing. They aren't. They don't want to be trans per se. They just right. enjoy cross dressing. Oh, so this uh, is like oh, this is like transparent, transparent. right? This is like transparent. It's sort of like it's like yeah, like sort of kind of like that, but oh, a lot less. That's what the made, and it was made in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Ed, Ed Wood was kind of a notorious guy for making these sort of kind of like underground movies. Uh, Tim Burton made a movie about it in ninety four, and um, that's why I was like, I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah. That's why when you said that, I was like, huh, what was the Tim Burton movie called? It was called Ed Wood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bella Lugosi, Dracula himself, is in the movie talking about, you know. The, sh- the secret shame that they had. Ah. Wait, was he gay? He was gay, right? Was he gay? Was Bella Lugos? I don't know. I don't uh, think so. I just know he looks like Dracula because he is Dracula. Right. <laughs> oh. Somebody. Was he gay? Let's look, look right quick. Uh, a lot of folks from back then. Personal life. Gary Grant and um, what's his name? Oh, I um, cannot pronounce his real name. Wow. Oh, he's Hungarian American. Oh. He look, okay. appears to be straight. Hmm. Bella Federick Del... Oh, no, nope, no. No. <laughs> no. No. Can't do it. Sorry. Uh, no. What else What else have I seen? Um, 
I saw the documentary, um, the Diary of Weinstein documentary that's on Hulu. Oh yeah. Um, I should I would definitely recommend everybody watch it because it just not doesn't just cover the sexual assaults. It covers the fact that he was a bully to everyone, man, and even the women he didn't assault, he was still bullying everybody, and he got away with it for so long. It's called Untouchable. It's on Hulu. It came out at Sundance in January, and they just put it on Hulu for everybody to watch recently. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, what else have I seen? Because I just got in like a kick with just trying to get run through everything that I hadn't seen yet that was on my um, huh? Any new shows? Uh, I finally saw Dear White People season two. I, I still have. Oh, I haven't started season three. Yeah, like um, I, I was I was trying to catch up, and so like uh, somebody y'all turn y'all's um. Headphones down, everybody. I hear myself coming through, leaking through somebody's headphones. Everybody, just check the headphones. Check uh, mine. Let's see. Not mine. All right. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Um, it's not showing me my shit. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I'm trying to remember what else. I'm certain there was something else. It wasn't Carmen Jones, because I, I talked about Carmen Jones already. When was like my last play? It Chapter One, I saw, but we'll talk about that in a second. Because um, there's something big that I'm forgetting to mention, and I wanted to make sure that I did mention it. Uh, Book of Love, which is an indie movie starring Tretch from 2002, which I've had a copy hmm. of for a very long time. Finally watched it. Uh, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I watched it back in the Trish day. From Naughty by Nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that be he. Uh, you. Okay, that's what it was. Long shot. Long shot is the movie oh, that came out yeah. in May, starring Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. It is yeah. good. It's a romantic comedy where the the, the settings are flipped. And they sort of kind of treat Seth Rogen like he's the quote unquote woman of the picture, with his be- with his um best friend to confide in, who's played by um Ice Cube Jr. Um, what's Ice Cube's name? O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, that movie is funny as shit. It gets a little bit mushy in the middle, but the but mo- for the most part, it's a funny ass movie. Like Aww. it's really good. Seth Rogen plays a journalist. Charlize Theron plays Secretary of State, who's going to run for president. Ooh, I would vote for her. Like, it's really good. It's really fucking funny. Like, all the way through. I am ashamed I didn't see it in the theater. I remember I was supposed to have bought them tickets. I'm ashamed I didn't see it. Uh, Easy Rider. I think we talked about Easy Rider already. Um, but yeah, like, I saw that for the first time finally. The fuck? Is that Clint Eastwood? No, not Clint Eastwood. Uh, Dennis Hopper and um, uh, Peter Fonda. Oh, I... Yes. Okay. All right. Peter and Clint. That's everything for me. I mean, the only other thing is um, more Lord and Hardy stuff. Like, I was watching some of their Spanish-language movies. Like, back when movies first went to sound, they couldn't dub them. So, But Laura and Hardy were so popular overseas that they basically had to um, arrange to where they would reshoot their films multiple times in, like, at up to three other languages. And so they're trying to do phonetic Spanish in their Spanish version of one of their films called Chickens Come Home, which is called Politiqueras, but they remade it. Uh, I was trying to get Ali to watch that one because I feel like that's a low and hardy he could actually enjoy because it's not too slapsticky. It's more situational comedy, 
Hardy's playing um, a rich man who wants to run for mayor, but his ex-girlfriend comes with some compromising photos. She, she's going she's gonna to run the paper if he doesn't give her some money. And he's and they and, and she is crashing a dinner party that um, he's ho- holding for his um, his uh, what do you call them his donors, and all hell breaks loose. It's really funny. I would think Ali would like it, but you know. But I'm too strong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Latria, what have you been watching? Uh, well, mine is very quick. I've been binging um, Signing Women because as soon as I saw that announcement on Hulu, I lost all my shit and was counting down the days till it got on there. I've been binging that. Love it. I've also started uh, binging backwards, like starting with the last season and going back. Um, Bob's Burgers, and I forgot how funny that show is. I also didn't realize how Louise literally says son of a bitch every episode. And I'm like, how old are these kids? She okay. is a And Tina with her erotic fiction that everyone is just okay with her it's writing. It's very creepy. Like, what? Very creepy. Like, they're like, oh, what's this one about? And I'm like, no, that's not what we, no, that's not how this conversation. Oh. Latria. Tina, Tina is, is my favorite character on the show. I love her, yes. <laughs> so I've been binging that. Like, I started with the last season, which was season nine. And so now I'm, like, back to season seven. And I was like, oh, I have, like, it is, like, I laugh out loud. It's so funny. Um, I've been watching that. I watched episode one of Carnival Row. And I attempted, I, I messaged Ali the other day because I got uh. mad. I attempted to start uh, episode two, but I was eating lunch. And all of a sudden, like the very first scene was like just intestines like strewn about on the street. And I was like, oh, hell no. Well, I'm not doing this. Uh-huh. So yeah, I listen. promptly turned it off because I was Latrice. like, I'm, I'm trying to eat. Like I was, I was like, trying to prepare my salad? Really? <laughs> right? Not her salad. I was like, what are these? I'm just sitting there. I was like, are these entrails? And then the camera just kept panning. And I said, oh no, Amazon, we are not about to do this right now. I was like, Latria, did you not see the trailer for this show? I did not. I don't do they show trailers at the end of the episodes? The the trailer for Carnival Row shows um, you that they are not going to shy away from things like that at all. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. But yeah, because that, so that was a point. I did want to talk about was like, and I don't know if it's going to come up in other episodes, but like the girl, the little rich prissy girl mm-hmm. in the house, like, okay, is is something up under her dress? That's, that's not her regular butt, is it? There's no way that's her butt. But I mean, I didn't know if it sh- if it says it in like later episodes, whatever that is. But I was like, okay, clearly everybody in this show is like half mutant or whatever. Oh no, she's not. No, she's not a creature like the other like many mem- many of the cast of Carnival. They're 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 the fake, thinking not hard. creatures, Ali. That's racist. No, I'm, I'm talking about like, people. All of them different. Humans, though, um, they not have a little something in them. Okay, so no. So we, we got to establish this for people who don't, who, okay. who, who don't know. The character, many of the characters in Carnival Row are not human, right? Uh-huh. So you've got right, like... Right, because they have the fae. Right, so Ken just mentioned well, the all of them are all of them are the fae. Like any of the magical creatures are all called the fae, but they call the fairies oh. fairies. Fairies, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. So, so yeah, um, that the, the character that the trio is referring to is a, a rich socialite. 
Well, Mama was getting in with somebody because I'm sorry. That is not. But that is not her. That is no. That's that's the way the dress it is. That's like the way they. Somebody took a beach ball and put it up on her. Yeah, because dress. that's and, and, and we already know this, right? This is this is right. how people used to dress back in the day. They had their uh, what do you call it? The cage. That you have to right, put but your dress it's, on but top not of. that big though. Like that's abnormally large. Oh yeah, they had that. Yeah, that's it was. why I was. That's why I was wondering if like it'll come up in later episodes that like no might be a yeah. little mix. Like no, nah, she's not. They walking. They walking around with Ina Garden hips. Yeah. Right. Did you finish the host uh, season, Ali? Yeah, I finished the entire thing. So there's oh, no she's okay. because remember if she was a fae, her brother would have probably kicked her out, or they. Oh, or, mean, sorry, she wouldn't have lived that long. She would have been killed. But she's like an aristocrat, so you know they make exceptions. Mm, no, because you see the member of the guy across the street is also an aristocrat, but clearly they they discriminate against him. Well, he's, he's a nigga face, so you know. <laughs> I, can't I, ha- can't have I him. have I have things to talk about that when it gets to me. Okay. Well, <laughs> because... that's well, that's all I've been watching. Um, let me try to think what else. Oh, I did watch. Okay, so I. I like attempted to watch Steven Universe a long time ago on Hulu and I just never understood it. But I did watch the movie mm-hmm. yesterday and I liked the movie. I still don't understand anything about that world. But <laughs> the movie was cute. I watched that. And Latria? Yeah, that's yes. You just dangled a T-bone steak in front of a lion. Okay. <laughs> are you the lion or are people who are listening the lion? No, um, the island boy is the lion. <laughs> Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, Ali, <laughs> go ahead. No. no. Well, because see, I want to watch it because Kid Fury and Crystal talk about it all the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this show. Yeah, they, they, love, they love Steven Universe. And I watched it and I was like, it's I don't But like on this past week's episode, they were talking about it and he mentioned it like it does start off slow. And I was like, you know what? It is. It really does. So maybe I'll just try to stick to it and get through it. But the movie I like. It was really, I liked the movie. It was good. I still don't, I mean, I don't understand anything, but I liked it. So that's all that I have been watching. Oh, and also Pearson, which is still really good. And I hope people are watching it because- Yeah, I was, I was going to ask about that. Is that still a good, good show? Yes. I watch okay. it every week. Comes okay. on Wednesday nights. Real quick, before we go to Ali the Tria, there was uh-huh. uh, two movies that you saw over the break. One of them. Oh, I'm glad you remember because you know. One, I, one of them, both superhero movies. One was a DC. One was a Marvel. Uh, uh, the first one starred. Um, uh, um, I'm still lost. <laughs> I'm old. You gotta just tell the, me. The first one starred Lisa Bonet as the husband. Oh yeah 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 okay. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not not the call of the wild. I'm hanging up. <laughs> And the other one starred the Academy Award winner for Best Actress of 2016 or 17? Uh, Brandon, mm-hmm. I, I, that's not helping me. <laughs> it's also a cheese that you might, may or may not like. Oh, you're talking about the favorite? No. No. Oh, oh Widows. No. No. I, I, you did see Widows when you saw Widows was good. Uh, but it was the opposite of, it was like the, the sister Marvel version of the movie you did watch. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, wait, hold on. Captain Marvel. Oh, God. Okay, yes. 
Thank you. I'm telling you, I am old. You just have to tell me, Brandon. I'm Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I probably can't tell you what I wore last week. Okay. Aquaman loved it. The uh the CGI was great. Underwater it was great. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I did not like. Yaya was mm, yes. Glad he made it through. Can't wait for part two. Um I think there was somebody that I did not like. I don't think I liked what's her name? The redhead girl? Amber Heard, <laughs> Mira. Yeah. I feel like I did not care for her. I don't think so. I know that I've no, I've just I made jokes that the guy who played the villain is always a villain in movies. Patrick Wilson, yeah. Yes, my God, he is typecast. But he's so like he has a look, so it's perfect for him. Um, so yes, I loved Aquaman. I thought it was great. I also did see oh, I'll get to the other one last. I did see Widows, loved it, but and Ken. Like, the more I think about the movie, the more questions and things that I see went wrong. <laughs> okay. But overall, I liked the movie. Viola was freaking amazing. Also, I didn't know she worked out because, like, the end when she was, like, in her tank top and they show her back. And I was like, girl, where did these muscles come from? Like, right. Viola is out here on her Angela Bassett. And I had no clue. Um, the movie was great. Racist Liam Neeson got what he deserved in the end. Spoiler alert. Cool. Racist? I did not. You know he a hill hunting black people, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Never forget, kid. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, the more, the more I, I used to go nigga knocking back in my day. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. The more I think about Widows, I was like, Brian Tyree Henry and Colin Farrell were so underused for their potential. Like, they could have given me so much more, and I wanted so much more for them. I was confused the whole election part. It didn't make, like, it was like a slow buildup, and then it just ended. And I'm just like, so, like, what what's happening here? Freaking Daniel Kaluuya, I am scared of him. My God, if he ever stares at me, I... Listen, <laughs> he was so good. And every time that he would do something, I screamed because I was not prepared. He can stare at me all day long. Okay, this is not... <laughs> all right. <laughs> just, just wow, Brandon, wow. This is not yeah. that kind of show. Oh my Sorry. God. Come on, you can rub your fancy number um, 55 makeup all on right? me. Yes, you can. <laughs> Come on, foundation. Right. But he was so good, like, in that kind of... Ca- like, I wanted to see more of that from him. He, like, when I tell you every scene, he terrified me. I just, wow, amazing. Listen, he got out of Get Out and was like, I'm getting revenge. Y'all don't get me again. Oh, yeah, so I saw Captain Marvel. Womp, womp. <laughs> oh, <geez>. My God. <laughs> I have, I don't, I'm trying to think when I have been that bored, and I cannot. Mm. Okay, so here's, let me, I just want to insert myself for two seconds, Latria. So <laughs> it's interesting that you say this because it's like like the the problematic guys online who did not like Captain Marvel, they <laughs> they will hear a review like this. SJW bullshit. They will hear a review like this and be like, see, even I girls know, don't I, like I it too. I don't give them any <laughs> sexist ammunition. Exactly. You're giving them ammo. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's more of Brie Larson and not, well, I mean, the movie was bad too. 
but even Sam Jackson was not as good. Like I think it was the writing. Like I don't know. I don't know. Oh god, yeah, it was. It was a little because like Sam Jackson, I was like, he's not even making me. It's just kind of like, yeah, you gave me a line, but I just I don't care. Like oh, like it's just, he didn't even work, and I was upset because he always works. But like. I don't know. Like, I was telling Brandon, I'm just like, so this girl won an Oscar, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, how and why. Like, I've never seen Room, so I don't know, and I don't care to see it. But I enjoy Room, but I uh, the ch- the little boy, let me look up his name, because he's actually Jacob Tremblay. He's the Jacob star Tremblay. of oh, yeah. Good Boys. The mo- the yeah, he was in Good Boys. He, and- did the mo- he did the most of the heavy lifting in Room. Right. Uh, Obvious. Clearly, because I- <laughs> He's giving me Jennifer level boredom, and I just I'm not here for it. I just feel like she's another white woman that people are like, "Oh my god, amazing girl!" The hard H. I mean, I have I have have, she can have, and I'm just like, I don't I don't see what y'all see because I just and now now why I was pissed off in the video game. Because I was like, okay, you showed I was like, okay, so what have you been the last 20 years if you can do all this? We could have used you in, like, the first of it. Just like, what is happening, Marvel? Also, she showed up, and then I was like, oh, yeah, Captain Marvel's here. And I forgot that she was gone until the last part of the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, girl, where you been? Like, you just show back up. You better be yelling her like, like a Koye. Like, we ain't she was up there the whole time. in the whole movie. And you just show up like, oh, hey, gang, I'm here to help defeat Thanos. So, yeah, I was not impressed with Captain Marvel. It is literally the first MCU movie that I have completely been disappointed by, and I'm heartbroken. Really? You you like Incredible Hulk? Okay, the first, it with, um, what's his name? Samuel Jackson. No, no, no. Who, who played the first Hulk? Um, uh, okay, yeah. Wait, so was the Eric Banner Hulk? Was that Marvel? No, no, that was Universal still. We're talking about Edward Norton Hulk. Okay, I yes, I liked Edward Norton's Hulk because okay. I like Edward because I like Edward Norton. So now the Eric Banner one was ooh, chow. That was a struggle. It was like three hours long. Oh my god, it was so bad. Ooh. But yeah, so Captain Marvel, no. It's a no for me, dog. I was not impressed. I was upset. Okay. Um, and I was just up, I was upset that I did not like it. But wait a second, there was there was black there was um there was black girl power in there. Mm. Wasn't there? Wasn't there Black Girl Magic? Captain in, in? Marvel. Oh, her friend. Yes. Mm, I was. Did you like her friend? No. All the, the people girl. of color, whether they were black, green, blue, or whatever, carried that movie. Listen, the only person that did good in that movie was Little Girl. She was the only one that was giving me scene. And she's uh, her character's coming back as Tiana Paris in um, WandaVision on Disney Plus. So oh, that name for that show is just so perfect. Mm-hmm. WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. All right, Ali, Steven Universe, the movie. Go for um, it. <laughs> it was it was good. Um, it wasn't as amazing as people hype it up to be online. To be completely honest, but it was good. Um, there were a couple of wait, what? Ali, can I take it? So I attempted to watch it first. I think last week, mm-hmm. like I put it on, and then I looked up and realized it was the end of it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so. So that's yeah. why, like, yesterday, I was like, let me rewatch this, because I clearly did not pay attention. It's Steven! There is one character on there that um, I think Brandon would appreciate 
because it's the the antagonist of this movie is it sh- this character shows up and they are they are basically um like a um what do you call it a proxy for the old style of drawing like Disney cartoons, like the old style of drawing Mickey Mouse. Mm. So if you remember those really old black and white Mickey Mouse cartoons. Right. Rubber hose and um, brick shoes. Right. And so remember how you remember how how um, stretchy and boinky all the cact all, all the cartoons were back in the day? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is how that character was created. It was on it is on purpose. Mm. It is supposed to like the animaniacs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is on purpose to to have the people who are older watching with the young kids. It's supposed to let make you remember. Oh, that's what I used to watch when I was a kid. Those are the kind of characters because nobody, no other character in Steven Universe moves or is animated like this character. It's on purpose, right? And funnily enough, this character shows up, and their whole joie de vie or their whole you know is basically that they are forgotten. This is a character oh who that backstory. Jeez. The backstory is the I told Brandon, I was like, if you listen to this to this song called um, is it Fade Away or because that's what the character sings during their backstory, it is one of the know, most heartbreaking. Sad. Yeah, that's the most heartbreaking song I have heard on Steven Universe in a in a while. It's very touching. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially that is the 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 that is the antagonist. the The movie again reiterates, and I, I hit kind of slight spoiler. I, I will not give you too much, um, Latria and the audience, because I, I do want you to watch this show when you get the chance. Um, St- Stephen's mom ain't shit. Um, is what you will come to 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 figure out as you watch this this entire the entirety right. of the show. Where is I will not tell you. I will not tell you okay. the circumstances. She's not, all you need to know is she's not here anymore. Point is though, she, she she's an ancient character. Right. And and very subtly, this, this will come up as you watch the show and then it'll be very solidified towards the end of the entire series. Okay. And, and it causes a lot of strife for Steven who has to basically fix all of her messes. Throughout the throughout the 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 um this the run of the series, anywho, um I thought that was a really good movie. Um, it touched on some really important um parts. Um, yeah, Estelle, um, who played who plays the voice of 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 Garnet, um, sang a song and it just it hit me in the feels again. <laughs> um, just beautiful. Um, the character, the voice actor for Stephen is now older. And so it was a good and thing that he had to give. clearly black, you. right? No, white. What about the singing voice? White. He's he, so. Are you sure? He's so yeah, black. because so let me tell you, Latria. Purposefully, when they cast the voice actors and actresses, they wanted them to not only be able to voice act but also to sing, so that they wouldn't have to go out and get another singing voice. Because older Stephen, I was just convinced was black, especially no. when he started singing. Mm-mm, no, this is just his. Huh. His voice is broken. Are you confusing <laughs> him with the guy from um, American Dad, Steve? No. Okay. I'm talking about like the, on the movie. I was like, oh, okay, they got somebody black to play older Steven. It's no, just like voice... he sounds like he's like when he was singing. I was like, oh, okay, he got a little soul. <laughs> yeah, his voice broke, and so they they give. It's a good thing they gave Steven a, a time jump 
So this is like yeah. what five years into the future, and so now he's like I think fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, he lost he lost that baby fat. Yeah, and he's taller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, so good. Good, good movie. Um, I'm not sure if Steven Universe is a thing that's gonna keep on going on. Like, I don't know if Rebecca Sugar plans on making more seasons, or is this movie like the definitive end and that's end or be all? I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, that's that's the status of it right now, at least. Yeah. Um, when you get a chance, do give it a a try. Um, I think you will like it. I'll, yeah, I'll try to continue because I did so, enjoy the movie. So the next thing I saw was um, I saw the entire series of Carnival Row on Amazon Prime. How many episodes uh, is there? Eight or ten? It's somebody help me. It's eight episodes. <laughs> eight episodes. Eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, yeah, Carnival Row, <laughs> um, Amazon Prime, and it's uh, who is the. Who is yeah? This the star. The stars are Orlando Bloom essentially and Cara mm-hmm. Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. I love her as an actress. I really, Enchantress. I enjoy. Her. She's really stop. good. Blacky so, wavy man. Thank God. So thank God that this, thank God that 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 stint as as Enchantress did not um, uh, cause her to lose to cause people to lose faith in her acting ability. Excuse me, raising my hand here. Who's Enchantress? Oh, from the uh, Suicide Squad movie. She's oh, the did not antagonist. See okay, gotcha. Okay, she's the antagonist. I see her in Valerian, and she was the only thing about that movie that was good. Because my God, Valerian. Because I'm amazed she's been in all these flop movies, but keeps getting work. So she's got good. Well, people. and I had to Google her. Apparently, she was in a lot of those like coming of age type films. Mm-hmm. Um, she was younger, so she's. I was like, oh, she's been like acting yeah. for quite a while now. But I, and I knew her mostly because I was like, oh, she's a model. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize she had been in so much like little teen and, angsty type. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Harvey Weinstein told her to get a beard. Oh God, Lord. <sighs> Like every day, we find out how much of a <laughs> inhuman he was. Like, oh my god, so horrible. Really quickly, Ali, uh, Zach Callison is the voice of Stephen Universe. Mm-hmm. Care to guess how old he is? Forty-five. I do not know how old is that guy. Twenty-one. Yeah, hmm. they got Stephen. They got him. They got Stephen. They got him to to voice Stephen. A while back. How old is Steven Universe by now? He's I the, the show itself is like what? Like maybe five or so. Oh yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, he's been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So they got him way back, but then they had to again, like you said, they had to work really fast because this guy's voice is about to break. <laughs> so, you know. Um, you know that what he reminds me of? He reminds me of um your boy from Spider Man. Um, Tom Holland. Because you know Tom Holland, you said that you you felt like as if Tom Holland would perpetually stay that size. At least until he's about thirty five. Don't talk about my baby boo like that. He'd be like Sean Patrick Thomas playing teenagers in his thirties. Come on, baby boo. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Ken would be the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Where's? Hey, what have I seen him in? Oh, I just saw him in something. Was it scary? Zach Callison. What did I just watch him in? Sophia the First. That's, a, that's an animated show. No, no, no. It was live action. It was live, live action. action. Let's look. Oh, I didn't shit. know he does live. He played. Oh my god. He played the voice of Billy Batson more than once. 
I just saw this little boy. In Let's see. Uh, filmography. Uh, uh, iCarly. Grey's no. Anatomy B Team. No. Uh, the Goldbergs. He's been on the Goldbergs a bunch. That might have been it. Oh, just add magic. I watched that on Amazon Prime. That's okay. Where I, <laughs> I, was like, I knew it was like it's like a little kid show on Amazon Prime. That's where I saw him in. Okay. So I was like, I've seen this little boy in something very small. Mm. Okay. So no, he was Steven Universe. Look at him. Yep. Full circle. So Carnival Row, essentially, for those who don't know, is is basically Sism, but with creatures. Oh, oh my God. The first episode, I was texting Ali and I was like, wow, the racism is just jumping out at me right now. Hollywood <laughs> loves to make shows. Jo- it is right. shoving in my face. It was like, we don't like you others. They love yeah. to make a show or a movie about some creatures and use that as the proxy for racism. They did it with um, <laughs> Bright. They did it with Roger Rabbit. They did it with um, Cats Don't Dance. They'll do anything, make a mo- all these movies about niggas, but not put niggas in the movie. I sound like Paul Mooney right now. We shouldn't talk about Paul Mooney, though. He's got problems. Uh, go ahead, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Because they even got it. It was like a little bit too much of the, like, it like it was too, it was very much like, um, it reminded me like the racism from early immigrants to the United States to even mm-hmm. black stuff today. It was like, don't touch my hair. That's my link to my culture. Yeah. Like, it, like she literally, almost literally said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, it's Zootopia, that too. Yeah, and Zootopia is another is another one. So essentially, um, Carnival Row is basically the 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 very very short um, backstory is that these mythical creatures they had been their their original lands have been um, um, taken away from them during the war. Colonized. Yeah. Bas- thank you. Colonized. Mm-hmm. Very yes. Their original um, homeland has been colonized. Um, basically taken away from them by force, by humans. And so um, they have had to scatter and now they are part of the immigrant population of mm-hmm. in, in England. And they have been, because of their standing as second-class citizens, most of them reside in a part of that city called Carnival Row. And, um, and characterizing them as sideshow freaks. Exactly. So the show is following the tension and the interactions between these creatures, can rightfully call them the Fae, mm-hmm. and and the human characters in the show. Right. Uh, to, to as as the proxy again, as Brandon rightly rightfully said, to show racism essentially. Yeah. Um, apart from that, the overarching story that's going on is that there's a string of murders that Orlando Bloom's character, who is playing a detective, he is trying to solve with the assistance of um, his other human characters, as well as help from Cara Delevingne's character, who plays a fae, who is a fairy, whom he used to know many, many... (laughs) Used to know. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows her a lot of times. Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't know me because you saw what he did to that girl. I was like, okay, Orlando. I, yeah. I was not expecting Good that. Good job, Katy Perry. Good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> why, are you, why are you like this? 
Hey, it's not my fault. Amazon was showing me ass cheeks, and I was like, oh. Amazon was just like, like oh, it's cool opportunity here. here. <laughs> said Amazon. So yeah, um, so anything, all the things that you'd expect from a, a show that has, you know, right. showing, you know, wanting to portray their their version of what racism is like, you know, a very in your face sort of thing uh, versus, and also not shying away from things like like love and sex and nudity and intimacy and, and all the kinds of stuff that get gets wrapped up in in that sort of um, thing is happening. I was here for the show Uh-oh. until Uh-oh. towards the end. I will not spoil it for Latria. I, okay. But I, but I told Latria. Does Cara Delevingne, does she get like vengeance against that heifer that she's working for at any point? I just need to know. Um, Something that to I need to know. Is she, like, is she going to stay working for her the entire season? She She has not left. Is what I'll say. She's not. She's. Oh, man. She's. Um, it, that has not come to a quote unquote conclusion. Okay. Is what I'll say. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. I gave you an ultimatum. Um. I told no. I told you, Latria, that there's an ultimatum I have put out for the show. From the moment I saw the the very black, um, fake character move in next door to the oh. very, very rich socialite family. Right. Not sorry, not very rich because they're broke, but they're keeping up appearances across oh, the street. As usual, um, I gave you an ultimate. I told you if this particular thing, no, that I will please not, don't tell me it happened. If it does happen, I told you I will not be watching the show anymore. Okay, because so are you going to watch the show anymore? That'll let me know. That is a lie. <laughs> That is a lie. I will watch the show for Orlando Room and Kara, Kara Devlin. But every time that, that those two characters show up on screen, I may just ignore it. Because oh, I don't think it, I don't want it to happen. Because I do not believe that when you have it's it's all about optics. When right. you have African Americans playing characters in a TV show or a movie, I don't like it when you portray you double down on their otherness, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You make the character, the character's already black, and then you make that character a fae. And then to use that character as as a vehicle for a, for a white character to somehow learn the error of their ways and to, to basically, you know, um, uh, sort of grow, um, grow to appreciate the otherness and not only to appreciate but to to fall in love and then to essentially fulfill some kind of a creature fetish fried chicken just makes you feel good about life you know why people have weird stop it brandon it really really rides me because it makes it look like as if that's what the person the director or the writer thinks black or brown people are we're just these we're these fabled mythical creatures that 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 uh caucasians are just so fascinated by we're they not be a, but we we're not are. that's why they keep trying to touch our hair oh my god how do you do fascinating that that they like this and then but then all of a sudden you know through through their own strength of will and for them actually seeing what we go through they're just like oh my god poor that person and and oh my god am i am i starting to to have feelings 
for that person? No, I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. Throw it away. Now don't I do gotta, it. I gotta Google who created this. Okay, Renee I don't like it. Echevarria and Travis Beecham. Yeah, they need to. They need to. They need. I don't know if it's sensitivity. So Renee treated, is a Cuban American, and Travis is. He looks like a what do you call it? Incel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Latria's word for the week, incel. Yes. Acronym. You involuntarily. <laughs> something I don't know. Involuntarily celibate. Now we gotta play Sesame Street outro music. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that in the show. I'm waiting to see what you think, Latria, because for all I know, maybe I'm just blowing smoke. I right? knew I knew as soon like in that first episode when he came out. Because at first when she went to the house, I was like, oh, it's gonna be somebody, it's gonna be a face, it's gonna be, it's gonna be somebody whom she doesn't expect, right? And then I saw those hooves and I was like, yes. When I saw the hoops, I was like, oh no, if Brandon saw this, he's going to remember. Um, Sabrina the, um, was <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That's exactly like, what I thought of, too. And so when they just like panned up and showed him, I was like, oh hell, he black. And then I was like, oh, this heifer going to try to prostitute herself out because she's going to find out they broke. And going to try to figure out it, a way just, to get some it, more money. It just, it really, it really grabbed I was my- immediately like, no, no, no. Jesus. So, anyways, hey, so that was Sally. everything else about the show. I, I, I really like. I love how they animated. Yeah. Sorry, no, I love what they did. The, the, the some of the creature designs. So, for example, um, I think it's very hard to sh- to portray people flying. Oh yeah, I love when she flies. Flying in Carnival Row looks probably the most natural I have ever seen it on a TV show. It looks. It just looks. It it's, flows. Yeah, she so just like floated up and just whisked away. The wings, the the way they 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 uh, design the wings and the way it flutters yeah. and everything, really really well done. So I something really... else looks great too, but I'm not gonna say it because it's a family show. But if you... <laughs> Lord Jesus, oh Lord, Ken and Ali probably know. But you know that's great. Oh, Lord. Any, anything else, Ali? Then <laughs> let me move on from that. I also saw this movie called um, One Last Thing that stars Wendell Pierce and um, and and a lady who's related to people because we not. Her name is Journey Bell. Her name is Journey Bell. Bell. Okay, yes. Journey Bell. Yes. Yes. Okay, Brandon. um, Shout out to her husband, Josiah. Okay, that's all right. Ali, go ahead. Very good, Brandon. Thank you. You see how I need to call a cheer for you? (laughs) So, Ali, tell us about (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. So, one last thing is, I thought it's on Netflix, by the way. So, Netflix, and it's a very touching... Um, portrayal of a, a a man who has been in search of his daughter um, after after his wife um, passed away. After his wife that he had um, uh, separated from passed away. He has been looking for his daughter for uh, almost, uh, I would say, 20-something years. And he finally finds her, and it's the... It's the meeting and what the story that in um, that basically um, goes forward from there. And I just think if if you're looking for a really great father daughter movie, um, it's it's really it's really good and it really shows the range for Journey Bell. 
because I think she's a really great actress. And a lot of times it's underappreciated, partially because of the projects that keeps coming her way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when you get a chance, one last thing on Netflix. And that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. All right, Ken. All right. Um, I also started watching Carnival Row. I don't have any much difference from what Ali and Latria have already talked about the show. Um, I'm I'm still I'm on like episode four, so I'm seeing where it's going. Um, I feel like it's a lot of build up. It's a little interesting. Uh, my early like hesitations to watching it was um, the color palette is so drab because I mean it's taking place in like it's 18th or 19th century um, London oh, yes, or a London crazy. show. So yeah. a lot of the grayness to me was just like a turn off. But it's, I mean, the show is is building on so many layers, like a political intrigue, the overarching idea of this war that's going on, or war that went on, uh, with the Fae and the Pack and the humans coming to live there and take the resources. Basically, it is there's a lot of metaphor, but there's also a romance, there's a murder mystery. There's a lot of things wrapped up in one, and I'm trying to see how this first scene is going to be wrapped up in a bow for a satisfying conclusion, and then it's not that it's not all set up. But we'll see how it goes. Um, what else I watched? I also watched Cannon Busters, the anime, anime from the black animator LaShawn Tom, Thomas, um, I believe. Uh, I watched the first like three or four episodes. That's pretty good. Um, I like the animation. And you can tell like how he put in some African um, influence into the design of the characters um, for it. So I thought that was really cool, too. Where, um, where did you watch that? Uh, I'm sorry. What? It's on where did I watch it. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. I need oh, to okay. take a look at it too because I've heard mixed reviews for this thing. Yeah, I um, mean, I won't, I won't say it's great, but it's entertaining enough. It's it's it took a really long time for um, for this thing to come to actual like fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, because he started doing this all the way back in like he started making this all the way back in the early two thousands. What? No, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, so he had this idea and. It just it was just very hard for him to find funding and in with all the other projects that he was doing, it took a really long time. And okay. uh funnily enough, uh, there's even a controversy about the people who, who assisted with funding it, like on GoFundMe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They may or may not have all received their their um you know, there's you know you know how there's tiers in GoFundMe where it's like mm-hmm. you this amount of money you get this. But if, yeah. Apparently there's a controversy that you know, I mean, because one of them probably was like, you know, if you donate the highest amount or like a hundred K you get to own LaShawn Thompson as your house boy for like two weeks (laughs) or some stupid shit like that. (laughs) I'm joking. Trust me. Um, I, I just couldn't make the joke come together. I didn't want to call him a slave exactly. And it just kind of fell there. So my bad. Um, But I will say this, LaShawn Thomas, he's a very accomplished artist uh, wow mean, that didn't go the way i thought it was gonna go um we already talked about the fact that he's 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 com- contributed to for example um the drawings and uh, on boondocks mm-hmm. right um he's really awesome but it's just man and people can people say that they could tell how aged this this is because it's again it's been so long that animation has like taken a huge jump forward I can see that. I don't mind it though. Like I, I it's kind of installed it for me, especially when I'm going back and watching older anime anyway. Right. So, yeah. but I see. I can see the point. Uh, what else did I watch? 
gosh. Um, uh, the, um, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. I think I watched like the first four or five episodes, unfortunately. How many are there? What is that? I don't know. I think there's like eight or ten. Um, the problem with that was I was high again. And um, so I don't, like, I started watching it and I don't remember like a lot of it, but it was good and it was interesting. The only thing is like, since it is actual puppets, their faces not moving might be a little freaky for people or be a problem. Oh. But I liked it. And, you know, it's like, it's very intriguing because the story has... I mean, Doc Crystal used to scare me as a child. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> Altria, it's a movie from 1982 from the Jim Henson Company with puppets okay. as the characters. Because when I saw but it, that, I saw people talking, and I was like, I... Well, they remade it into a show for Netflix. Wow. Is it a prequel or a sequel or a remake? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's a remake done as a series. Let's see. Let's okay. do it. The Wikipedia nerds have told us it is a prequel. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. Okay, but it's still good. I mean, I've been enjoying it for what it is in the story. I mean, I won't say it's a plus because, like I said, I was under the influence of things. So after <laughs> after a while, it was just watching me. Um, gosh, I really shouldn't be admitting these things on this thing. <laughs> Too late. Rahan um, Jesus. Right, Mary's little him, baby. I found the blood. So under uh, his eye. Yes, under his eye. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Black Lady Sketch Show. That it's finally getting better. The last um, two I, episodes were the best. Yeah, because at first it was like, I'm like, I didn't laugh. So I, I was like, I'm just here because everybody black. All sketch <laughs> shows start out rough. I, did any color sound start off that rough? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't Living Color Chappelle show, Key and Peel, definitely Key and Peel. I've never oh, watched Key and Peel. Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. Mad TV. Nigga, that was a movement. <laughs> Kim was like, don't you dare. No, it started out rough, then it became excellent. All, they it all was, start it, out rough the first two or three episodes, so they're finding okay. their footing. Okay, I didn't laugh one time watching a, a Black Lady sketch show for the first three episodes. Oh. Yeah, it was just kind of like blank stare. Like, okay. Which episode had the, which episode had the two two seven um, sketch in it? It was like four or five. Okay. Three or four. Oh, that yeah. shit was funny. Uh, I didn't laugh at that. It, it wasn't, and it wasn't that based on an actual episode though. I, I think that actually happened in episode, but it was not funny. Oh. It was more like the thing is about the show is they have some great and brilliant ideas, and they have some nice twists. But the problem is the execution just isn't funny. No, and the and surprisingly to me, the my favorite person on there is Gabrielle Dennis. I wasn't expecting her to be as funny as she was. I don't I don't know why, but I was like, I was she, like she hasn't ever really played somebody like in like a comedy comedy, right? And then, I was and then like, I, wow, she is killing it. And I was like, the people I expected to be funny were not funny. Because I had to look her up. I'm like, I know her from somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's Tilda from Iron... Iron um, not Iron Fist, Luke Cage. She's been in a lot of stuff, yeah. And I was just like, oh, she is good. But I feel like that's because out of everybody, she has the most, like, acting... Um, what is, what's the word? Credits, I guess you could say. Experience. Like she's, yeah. yeah, she has the most experience acting. So I guess, like, of course she would be, like, the best person out of them. So. Yeah, this is that's a good point. But she, yeah. she has been one of the standouts. Queen has been okay. Mm, um, no, 
I was disappointed. <laughs> I was really looking forward to seeing her, and I was just like, mm, okay. But also, she's very new, so mm-hmm. I'll give her. I'll give her that. Now, uh, what's you call it? What's her name? The creator? Can't think. Of yeah. Her. Uh, Robin Meat Feed. Yeah, she's hilarious. I love, Feedy, Feedy. I love everything. I love all her characters. I love like the voices. She's very good at voices. And she's acting. good. She's good, and it's like everything comes off well. But I'm still not laughing. Fair, yeah, yeah. It's the overall execution. Yeah. I, now I did find kind of find, like some of the stuff has gotten funnier to me, or like um, I mean some of the episodes, and sometimes I'll like notice like the little. Like when the actors are into it and they give you like these little subtle like movements and things, mm-hmm. like this awkward stuff. Like remember when um, Gabrielle was like a teacher and not. Oh my uh, god! Yes. And she was breaking down. And, and the like, kids was ragging on her. Jesus. And then they were just looking at her like, "What?" And then she rubbed one of their heads, and they were like, "Girl, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's got a season two now, from what I understand. Yes, it was. I think they announced it like after like what two or three episodes. I don't know how. But everybody on my Twitter was like, "This is not funny." Yeah, but probably because people... Issa Rae's name is attached to HBO. HBO was like, "We just trying to get this money." They trying to keep so it. Let's, insecure. let's give all. Let's give all the black people stuff mm-hmm. so we can get this money. Right. Um, what else did I watch? Um, I know we talked about Dear White People just really quick. Season three had no direction to me. It had no business about oh, itself. Everything I see is making me not want to start it. Like, it, just, it, it was just like, okay, this is funny. This is cute. Where's this going? I haven't seen anything good about it. And I'm sad. I'm sad because I enjoy the. I like that these black actors have a job. Right. <laughs> is this the last? Are they coming you, back? They're coming back. I don't, I don't know. Not you know. Netflix don't like usually be like, oh, it's a Netflix show. It's gonna come back anyway. Oh, it's Netflix. Yeah. No, no, Netflix ain't letting you come back no more. Yeah, they they, right. they, they cut that shit out. Woo! Okay, no one is safe, man. Ask, the ask only Spike thing Lee. that might save them, the only thing that can save them is this show is cheap to produce. It looks like mm-hmm. right. Ken, Ali, I wanted to ask y'all. Have y'all seen that? Um, are y'all gonna watch that new animated show on Amazon Prime, Undone? It looks. Yeah. It looks weird. I'll watch like, it. I want to watch it because I'm like, God, they look really human, but it's animation. I'm intrigued. It's like a new show coming out. They have some sort of technique where they're combining CGI and hand-drawn anim- and hand- like rotoscoped hand-drawn yeah. animation. Oh, it's only going to be a half hour. Oh, I can commit to that. I can commit to it. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm trying to think. Is there anything? Oh, I, I watched The Star Is Born. Oh, you haven't, um, you haven't seen it before? Oh, I still have not watched that. Hey. I, hey. Everything I've heard about it is that you were like boohoo, and I'm like, I'm just not in the mood to do you that. Will. So no, I'm, you will. Knowing you, I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding all things that I know is going to make me cry. Hey, Kendrick. So. Kendrick. Just want to take another yeah. look at you. <laughs> just <Jasmine>. man. <laughs> I'll make you a star. Lord. <laughs> Lord. That was Brandon with your deep ass voice and me was knowing that how you look. Or Sam Elliott. That was that that's like really scary. Oh. Was he, was I'm, he I mean, I'm joking. Just, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, Brandon <laughs> using that deep ass voice, knowing that look, look like Suge Knight. <laughs> that's Suge Knight. <laughs> hey, Tupac. Just want to take another look at you. <laughs> like a more brown version of Shook Knight. Oh my god. Not 
he's dead, right? No. Sugar's still blind. with us. He just I'm blind. <laughs> he got shot <laughs> but many times. He he survived. Like we're saying it like Suge, like uh, like uh, a deacon in the church. Like did 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 Ernest die? No, that nigga just got cataracts. He ain't coming by no more. Like mm-hmm. like like we know him personally. We used to see him on the few. Because I I ain't got time for his goons to be coming after me. I'm trying to live a peaceful life. So. That's why he went to jail because he he showed up at the set of what? Uh, Straight out of uh, Compton. I know he and, ran over and, somebody recently. Yeah, that's why he went to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ran over somebody and they died. On and the they set. spent his after <laughs> Right. I don't know why I thought he had to, I can't keep up with who is alive and who ain't. Like, jeez. And then he was talking about, I can't go to jail. I'm blind. Okay, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And, I was. <laughs> his ass is just sitting up in there. We'll what? put your asses in a, in a specially um, accommodated cell, but you going to jail. Whatever. Shit. Right. <laughs> But yeah, anything else, y'all? Uh, I, no. Okay. I, I, I did want to say really quickly, I uh, Missy Elliott was on the MTV VMAs. She was given the Michael Jackson MTV Vanguard Award. Yeah. T- it was incredible. She is still bringing it. Yeah, she put out a little EP, which I thought was good. Uh, Greg didn't like it. He talked about it last week. Well, not last week. It, I mean... <laughs> It's not the caliber I was expecting. I was just excited to hear her in some my, in something. Yeah, my only problem. Oh, that slow song! I ain't ready to listen to that yet because you know I'm living the single. Life, so I don't have to wait on that. My only problem was that it was only four songs, with the fifth track being the acapella of the fourth. <laughs> I think she just probably wanted to do something to capitalize on her performance right. too. Yep. It was yeah. called it was, uh, Icon- Iconology, and that hair that she's wearing on the cover—that's a real hair piece. It's not see. It's not um, Photoshop. Somebody actually made oh, yeah. a Missy. See, it's it's Kellen. It's Kellen Derrick. Is her hairstylist? Oh, Karen Delic. He do all the good wigs. Brandon, why'd you say oh? <laughs> I, I, he, he from Alabama. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she lives here now because her makeup artist. I've been following her for years, me, and she's in Atlanta. Let me let me run into Missy Elliott so on the I street. Think, Missy probably live up the uh, street. Ain't no uh, I, I mean, I think she has Because a... is based in Atlanta. Her makeup artist is based in Atlanta. So I, I'm pretty sure Missy lives. I'm, I'm still caught up on Brandon saying, oh. <laughs> and Bankhead and Bankhead is her choreographer. He's in Atlanta. That's right. He pro- she, no, yeah. I think she she probably has a house here, I'm sure. She live here. She lives next to Rick Ross. Oh, Lord. Which is not too far from me. Which is, oh, well, which is where like they're filming um, coming, to, coming to America. <gasps> What? Oh, yeah, in his I house. Cause he got oh, a part in it. I'm going to drive by. Oh, Lord. All right. Oh, let's, to go by. let's go ahead on to a couple of other reviews of things that everybody, I think, hope, well, a lot of us have seen. All right. <laughs> All right. So first up, um, I watched, I've seen five hours worth of clowns killing children this weekend. Okay. And this is where I leave you. <laughs> so let me ask Latria, no. did you ever see... Did you ever see no, the original no, It starring Tim no. Curry? Let me tell you what happened. Okay. Okay. First of all, I don't do clowns because my grandmama used to have this like piggy bank that was a clown head that was like the size of a beach ball. And ever since then, I've been scared of clowns. So I remember, you know, it used to it came on TV like, what was it, TBS or something? I don't know. It was on ABC the first time in 1990. And so I was like, oh, look, 
look, it's Ray from Sister Sister. Yeah. I was like, okay, what's he doing? That's how they get you. Like, they got me. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, Ray got a new job. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, oh no. This is not what is I quickly, once I realized what was going on, I quickly turned and I was like, I will not be fooled again. So anytime I ever saw like Ray, not in Sister Sister, I was like, I will not be tuning. Oh, Lord. They almost got me because I was like, oh, my God, it's Ray. And no. mm -mm. Yeah, they might rerun it on TBS at some point. Um, Yeah, I saw that. I saw that clown. I was like, oh, this is not this is not for me. I don't. So Stephen King's It was first a novel in 86, then the miniseries um, starring Tim Curry and Tim Reed in 1990 on ABC, produced by our friends at Laura Martella Pictures, producers of uh, Family Matters, Full House, and Step by Step. <laughs> and Perfect Strangers. Wait, they produced it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. Oh, wow. It has, what a resume. <laughs> it has, of course, been remade by New Line Cinema uh, as... Two movies, two separate movies, filmed separately. We'll get to that later. Um, the first one. So was the original not two movies? It's it two. Just- it's two. It's a three-hour miniseries in two parts. So it is two movies, but they made it all, you know, at once. Right. Okay. Because gotcha. it's one story. Uh, with New Line, they decided they wanted to make. I guess they didn't know if they would have the money to make the second part, so they made the first part by itself and said, you know, it's chapter one, so we're gonna do chapter two when it, it when it's good. I mean, if it does money. And of course, you know, it chapter one broke the box office. It's, I think, the highest grossing R-rated horror movie of all time. It made. I'm shocked that they didn't think that it would make money. People love horror, well, and people Stephen King. There's making money, and there's what it chapter one did. That thing it made three hundred and twenty million dollars in North America alone. Oh, okay. Which is I mean, I don't. That's 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 like there are Marvel movies that have not made that much money in North America. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, to put it in perspective, that's 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 high. That's real high. Okay. And that movie only costs. I'm certain. Do horror movies generally not make that much? They don't because like uh, most people don't go see them, and they're made. They're usually made for like ten or fifteen million dollars, and then they make like forty, and they sustain themselves and uh-huh. they keep making other ones. Except for Jordan Peele, because he's yeah. the best. Right. Yeah, it chapter one cost thirty five million and it made three hundred twenty seven million in North America. I hope that signed some good contracts. Three hundred and seventy two million overseas, and so seven hundred million total. And unfortunately, I'm certain that they because you know it stars that one stars the children. I'm certain they just got paid a bonus, like a one time bonus because it crossed a certain threshold of um, box office. Because that's what Mm -hmm. that's how they get to these. So none of the adult people that's in part two were in part one. No, not a single one. They cast everybody after part two was over, after part one was done. Who's the black man that's in part two? Uh, Old Spice. Oh, okay. I don't know why. In my head, um, I keep thinking it's Michael John White that's in it, but okay. No, it's Isaiah Mustafa, um, Old Spice guy. Gotcha. Okay. Without a beard. (laughs) That's how he throws you. Uh, But yeah, so it is a story about um, this town, Derry, Maine, where there's a evil entity that lives in the town that t- that shapeshifts and takes the forms of whatever scares people the most. Oh, most- it shapeshifts? I didn't know it did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you, you, you eat. Latria, it... Oh, no, t- I will not watch it. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me stop you right there. Okay. Now, I have seen my fair share of Stephen King movies, but I... 
I got you. Okay. And I even watched, you know, American Horror Story with the clown, but I didn't make it through that whole thing. But I just, I, when I say it and Chucky, no. Okay. I got you. I got you. But yeah, so it's a shape-shifting entity that takes the form most of the time of a clown named Pennywise. And it eats... Yep. It appears in Derry every 27 years for about a year, and it eats adults and kids, but especially kids, because kids are easier to get to and easier to scare. This sounds... What's the word I'm looking for? Bizarre. Uh, mm. (laughs) Sounds questionable. And so seven of these kids who live in um, Derry band together and form the quote-unquote Losers Club and decide to figure out what's going on, why it's going on, and how they can stop the clown. They sort of kind of have a fight with the clown at the end of part one. This is spoilers for part one, I guess. And they decide, if it ever comes back, we got to promise that we'll come back to defeat it. And so that's where part two comes in, where they're all grown and the clown is oh. killing more people again and they have to come back. But the thing is, they don't remember their childhoods anymore. It's all a blank oh. to them, except for the black guy because he never left town. Oh, I was about to say, it's because yeah. they left. Okay. Yeah. Question, how did they manage to live the first time? Um, luck and fighting and banding together and the power of friendship. Oh. Earth, air, Friend. fire, water. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I saw, I waited until It 2 came out to see It 1 because, like, I didn't like the whole thing of them put, making it in two separate parts that far apart because it's one story. How long and I knew that... First one was out. Yeah, I, I knew that um, I wanted to see them together. So I saw the first one yesterday morning. Um, it's a really good movie. Um, I, You know, I'm not a horror movie person. I scream and, and shiver and stuff in and, and horror movies. I, I probably admit The Shining scared the fuck out of me. And Ken has judged me for that ever since. Well, um, I still have not seen that. Uh, it didn't, it one didn't really scare me that much. There are scary parts to it, but I think having seen the Tim Curry one and sort of knowing where it was going may have helped, I guess. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, And the scariest moment of it, chapter one, is in the trailer. Uh, So that helps as well. But, like, it's very well put together. The kids are all a really good team, especially uh, Finn Wolfhard and Jack Dylan Grazer. I feel like it was more of a roller coaster ride than a horror movie. Yeah, I, I I would definitely say that. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, um, and it's really enjoyable and, like, and carries itself well and sets up for part two, of course. Part two, I saw it this morning. Um, Well, part one, I'll give it A. Part two, I it's like a B or a B minus. It's somewhere in that range. Because the problem with part two is that, so it, the book, and even it, the miniseries, the second half is fucking bizarre. Because they find out what Pennywise actually is. And had they had to figure out how to, what what is it? Let me tell you. Yeah. The talking. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it. Either. All, right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you've not seen it, it chapter two, this is the point where you want to click over to the next uh, review because um, I will I will spoil it. Um, Ali, are you good with me spoiling it? I don't it, care. The talking plant, isn't it? It's not a talking plant. No, it's not uh, Audrey two, but it is from outer space. It's like a it's a celestial being from outer space. That is basically these three floating lights that are sort of kind of always inside of Pennywise when he opens his mouth and all the, like, five rows of teeth come out. Beneath the five rows of teeth is, like, these lights that hypnotize you. 
and he uses that to like hypnotize you and make you float. We all float. Da- we all float down here. And then oh. he decides to eat you in pieces. Well, it decides to eat you in pieces. It's actually, it's not even a he or it. It's actually a her. It is a, in the book at least, it's a pregnant spider monster. Is the is like its natural form as far as like a physical form. Steven, Steven. He, he was on some shit. Yes, he was. He was on some stuff. That I it's eating people and especially children because it's trying to um, get it's 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 pregnant and trying to gestate enough like of it's these eggs it's trying to put out right. basically. And what so, with horror movies and not liking kids. I don't know. Like well, because like because you know kids are we we're trying to protect kids. So They're helpless, weird. and so when we see kids in peril. When you have a child running out with like a, po- a paper um, boat into the rain, and a clown inside of a sewer bites his arm off, that's scary. I just really don't like kids. <laughs> um, so in chapter two, Kim, back away from the microphone. You sound like the boy from Hey Arnold. What? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> b- 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 move the microphone from your mouth. I all hear is. <sighs> <sighs> can, can you remember that dude from Hey Arnold who'd always breathed on the neck of um what's her name of Helga? Of Helga in the glasses. <laughs> and Helga would always like backhand him. <laughs> like, yeah. Why was he doing that? That was very creepy. Because he's. I watch. It comes on every night on Nick on Nick Tunes. <laughs> yeah, he's an NSL. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Very creepy. Like stop stop being behind her every time she's like fawning over Arnold. But it's creepy. But yeah, so it the second half of it is always about the adults coming back and trying to band together to like find this mystical way to defeat the monster. In the miniseries, they have to band together and the power of their togetherness keeps them together. They pick the monster um, limb from limb and extract their babies from its um and its from its womb and its heart from its chest, and that's how they defeat it. In this in this new movie version, they don't they don't really do that. Instead, they're like we have to convince him that he's not as powerful as he is, that he's just small. If we do that, he'll make himself small. So they just basically just start talking shit to the clowns. That's why, like, he's a cl- in this version, instead of going full spider monster, he's a clown with spider with a spider body, a giant spider body with a clown head. So there's like, you ain't shit, you're just a fucking clown, a little tiny ass clown. You ain't nothing. You're just a clown. Clown. And so he's just like, no! He's shrieking until he's about the size of a teddy bear, and he just reaches to him, grab his heart, and, and destroy it. I'm like, Ooh. where's the picking apart? Like y- y'all try to make this? It's it. I know you won't watch the tree, but part two is not scary. Part one, sure. Mm-hmm. Part two, no. Because all the scary shit in part two is recycling of the um the biting off the child's arm, Georgie's arm, in the first part of part one. Because it's all, hey little girl, come out in the bleachers. Don't you want to play with me? That's, that's basically it. How they do. No means no. No means no. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, the cast does their best. Um, Bill Hader is really good. Um, Old Spice is really good. Um, the the uh, guy playing adult Jack Dylan Grazer is phenomenal. Like, what about James really McAvoy? James McAvoy is fine. Because he plays like the main yes, character, Bill. <laughs> I, I don't know about fine. Like, he didn't look that good in this one. <laughs> I'm saying that. He up. always looks good, okay? Because they made to make him like Stephen King because the character he plays is basically <gasps> a proxy for Stephen King. Oh, no. So, um... And uh, Jessica Chastain is good as well. Um, but, like, the problem with it is that 
It Chapter 2 tries way too hard to be a regular horror movie instead of doing all that weird Stephen King shit. They try mm. to tone it down. But they keep the weirdest parts. They keep the whole shit about um, them learning that a Native American ritual will be a, they can use to summon the monster so they can defeat it. I'm like, y'all, so y'all kept the racist part. But y'all didn't keep like what? the part about there being a, a, a pregnant um, spider monster. It's always <laughs> Native American ritual in these dang old... Stephen King loves David Megan Rituals. It's always some ancient something going on. Yeah. It's, it's always some ancient whatever that The Shining is. is the same way. It's always things. something. It's, it's always like something some you have to go back and... In the town. Mm-hmm. They always have to find some POC, some POC thing that they have to use to... Yeah. And, and um, so in the book, it's the white kids who figure... Uh, two of the white kids go and find out all this Native American like hoodoo voodoo stuff. In the movie, guess who gets to go to the Native American village Most and learn all the shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, so he literally becomes a magical Negro in this picture. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, a lot of the, they cut a lot of the like. I guess they figured it was like hanging threads from the original version. Like um, in the original version, like some of the spouses come to the dairy behind their um, now behind the now adult losers club. They're like, you know, you ain't leaving me at home type of thing. She, bye. <laughs> and they get mixed what? up in the shit themselves. No. Did they know before they went? Absolutely. They didn't, nah. And um, I'd be and, like, lose my number. I don't even want that thing following you home. Yeah, and so they cut all that out. They didn't do any of that stuff. Um, the no. bullies' um plot from both films has been watered way down to the point where, in part two, when he comes back as a crazy adult to try to kill them because Pennywise told him to, it's just weird and ineffectual in this version. Mm. Uh, it was that was better in the ABC version. To be honest. Um, like I like the first half of the new version better, but the second half of the ABC version instead of the new version. Mm. Did it just come out? Yeah, it just came out two weeks ago. Oh, I don't know why. Because you were trying to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I don't, I, don't, I don't even need to finish. Right. Why did it come out so ahead of Halloween? Uh, because the first one came out the same weekend two years ago and it made all the money. So they decided same same similar oh, date okay. it will make all the money. Mm. Uh, and also because Joker comes out right before Halloween. So Ugh, my God. But yeah, so that's my review of it. Ken, did you see it? Chapter two? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I just heard it's long as hell and people just got tired of the jump scares. Like, ooh, I got tired of reacting. Yeah, what? like yeah, it's a lot of jump scares. It's like a lot of these like Pennywise takes off like uh like I think a good dozen different forms in this one. And so like he's a Paul Bunyan statue, he's an old lady, he's a whole bunch of stuff. Like um and it is long. The only I funny thing is that it's the long type of three hour movie. Because it is three hours, it's two hours and forty nine minutes long. Good lord. But the thing is, it either needs to be longer or they need to have Read I redone what they kept because I it's I'm certain they shot a four hour movie and decided well fuck what do we do now, um because they spend a lot of time on flashbacks to the children as well, which I feel like even though they are nice flashbacks they are enjoyable, might want to thin those out a little bit and give us more of the backstory of the kids as the adults, so that because we got to see them fight the monster at the end and so we need to make sure that we're on board with them. We loved the kids in the first one. They were great. But, you know, thin them out just a little bit and give us a little bit more of the adults, please, is what I would have done. That's just me. 
But I mean, it, it was going to be a long movie. The book is 1,100 pages long. So. <laughs> but yeah, so that's It in It Chapter 2. And the 1990 It from Lorimar Television, Telepictures. <laughs> Starring Tim, Tim, um, Tim Curry. God, I cannot believe it. We all float down here. All right. So next up, Rocco's Modern Life, Static Clean. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Love it. So as most people know, Rocco's Modern Life was a 1990s Nicktoon show on Nickelodeon created by Joe Murray. About a wobby named Rocco, his friend Heffa, who is a cow, their friend Filbert, who is a turtle, and the next door neighbors, the Big Heads, who are frogs. Mr. Big Head hates Rocco. Mrs. Big Head has sort of a crush on Rocco. And so the show was sort of kind of, you know, that Nicktoons thing of where it was like, you know, it was a little bit naughty here and there, but, you know, for the most part, goofy, kid-friendly fun. But they would slide in jokes here and there. Like, like somebody was showing me, I didn't realize this stuff. There's a joke in the original show where Rocco gets a job as a sex phone operator, a phone sex operator. What? Yes. <laughs> when he's going through, like, it's like a montage of him going through odd jobs. He gets one, and he, like, it's like it says specialty phone operator. And he go next oh, scene is him oh, going, God. oh, baby, oh, baby, oh. And then he hears, Rocco? Mrs. Big Head? Because oh, <laughs> she God. called the lie to hear some a man talk dirty to her and she got oh, Rocco. <laughs> How did that make it through? I don't know, but you know, this special shows that ain't shit changed. Um uh, <laughs> so the special uh we're gonna Ali, have you seen it? Like Nickelodeon is definitely not Disney. No, they're not. Ali, have you seen it? Um, so I never watched Rocco's Modern Life when I was there. Well, goodbye. Put yourself on mute. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the rest of us are soft, so we're going to actually spoil it. We have to discuss it. You didn't get that in the islands. You got Disney Channel for No Rock of My Life. Yeah, they definitely were not getting an animated character. I distinctly remember it on on TV. I just never used to watch it. Uh Aha. Like there was there was a conscious effort. <laughs> like, watch in, did you watch Rugrats or Doug? So, you watched Doug. So I'd watch Doug, but I did not watch um um <gasps> Rock of My Life, Ren and Stimpy, and RL Monsters. But I'm oh sorry. My, you watch RL Monsters? Oh my god. I'm sorry, but Rocco and, and Courage, oh. the Cowardly Dog, were my jams. I never got into Courage. That was that one. Yeah, it looks stupid. You know what? I'm done. You know what? I can't believe you just said that. I did like cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> cat oh, you like dog. Some, you like some cat dog. Uh, yeah, I was a little cat dog. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon knows the theme song. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. <laughs> that theme song was jamming shit. But yeah, let's talk about this special though. Ollie, you can go on mute. I think you actually would like to watch this. So here's back in about seven minutes. Hey, bye. All right. All right, so the specials picks up, I guess the last episode of the original show had them blast off into space by accident, Rocco, Filbert, and Heffa. Mm. So they've been floating in space for 20 years until Heffa realizes that the return remote he's been sitting on, it's been in his butt for 20 years. His butt crack. Mm Mm-hmm. So they come back to discover the, um, the 2010s and all the things we have now. 
Starbucks is on air um, on every corner. Literally, they go from one corner to the other to get Starbucks. They go get the O phone. <laughs> they said, "I got the O phone eight, but I got the O phone nine. And then the attendant comes out the O store and puts up a sign for the O phone ten. They all go in to buy a new one. <laughs> like they're just mercil- mercilessly ragging um the um the twenty tens. The um their favorite restaurant, the Chokey Chicken, which come on now. Uh, um, uh- <laughs> it now it now sells gluten free chicken with no GMOs. <laughs> but the one thing they don't have is Rocco's favorite show, The Fatheads. Mm-hmm. Their VHS tape of it broke, which prompted them to try to figure out how to come back to Earth. And Mrs. Bighead tells Rocco that you know it hasn't been on the air for years. Their son Ralph was the one who created it, and so, but they're like, we haven't seen Ralph in years, you know, and so. Uh, Rocco volunteers him and his friends to go and find um, Ralph. And they, after a whole bunch of mishaps, they eventually find Ralph. He's got a, um, well, I should say they have a um, a pop-up ice cream truck truck where they're selling um, Fatheads um, ice cream. The only thing is that Ralph is no longer Ralph. Ralph is now Rachel. Mm -hmm. And she feels more comfortable as Rachel. Like, so my jaw dropped at this point. Mm. Not because, like, because they handled the whole thing of the of the trans storyline, and I found out in, in credits they have they credit the um Glad, like the representative from Glad who came in, I guess, and sat in on the writing sessions. Mm-hmm. They handled it the right way. They didn't they play did. it as a joke. No, it was really it they. It was done very well. Yeah, the joke, the joke, unfortunately, was that well, not really a joke, but the, the tension was that when Rock Rocco and his friends were like, oh, cool, okay, you're Rachel now. So Rachel, um, your parents want you to come home, and so Mrs. Mrs. Bighead is cool with Mr. Bighead can't accept the fact that who who he thought was his son is is now his daughter, right? And so that leads the tension to where like um, Rachel won't do the show, and Mr. Bighead's job is riding on the show coming back because um, the company he works for, when Rocco crash landed, he fucked up his um, his accounting for the company and basically bankrupted them. So now this show is the only way to make money. But eventually, Rachel decides, you know, out of the goodness of her heart and remembering her parents, and they, uh, she makes the special. Um, and it's ironic. It's basically it's all like navel gazing, um, uh, fourth wall breaking. It's about the show that we're watching right now, just without mm-hmm. the trans part. Um, about the whole thing about this show from the nineties making a special comeback. Mm, I don't know people are why. <laughs> no, it don't make millions. <laughs> um, but it goes on. It's a big hit. Everybody but Rocco likes it because Rocco doesn't like that they've changed the um, the show to include a new baby. But eventually they convince Rocco, Rocco, listen, things have to fucking change. And he's like, oh, okay. They literally have the winds of change as a character in this program. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good special. They painstakingly, painstakingly tried to emulate the style of the original show, Justin, widescreen and HD. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked just like the original to me. Yeah, it did. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I was shocked at just how deep it was as far as dealing with, like, parental issues and, you know, transgender issues and, like, mm-hmm. nostalgia and making fun of our nonsense that we live in in the modern world. How'd y'all feel about it? I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was done really well. Um, I I mean, 
that some of the gags about like you know how it's a new age kind of ran on a little bit long for me but it was cute oh yeah because they're always doing selfies and always like doing live streams and stuff <laughs> right it was just like okay we get it future yay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Heffa is still useless. My God, why is Roth still friends with him? I don't know. <laughs> he irritates me. <laughs> Heffa. Hello, Heffa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was really shocked. It was really good. It's only 45 minutes long, so it's not if you want to check it out, it's not too, you know, not too much of a time I'm, investment. I, I'm just wondering, will it ever go on Nickelodeon? I think they, I mean, it's rated TV Y7, so it could. But the reason why it's on Netflix is because when they did Hey Arnold, the movie, put it on Nickelodeon, the ratings weren't what they wanted. So they Mm. realized we got to go where the people are. I liked Hey Arnold, the movie. I watched it. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know it was out. That is interesting. Yeah. It's good because it goes to, like, so you find out what happened to his parents. Oh. So but they go on this quest, basically. Okay. Find out what happened to his parents. All right. I would give Rocco's Modern Life Statically an A+. I'll give an A. B+. Okay. All right. Ali, are you back? Ali, Ali, action free. We got oxtails. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> Why do you do that to the dogs? Yeah. <laughs> the dogs says from the food. Yeah. Ken, did you get a chance <laughs> to see Hustlers? No, not yet. Okay, so we, we'll just skip it. It's like, I didn't get a chance to see it. It, chapter two being three hours long. Like, oh, that is too much for scary. Mm-mm. Too much for scary. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead on to the news. <laughs> 